go. Really? <laughs> Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you, you could attend. A complete fucking Come inside. We're talking about the Meg. <laughs> Shut up, you stupid Meg. <laughs> yes, our uh, our flick of the week Shut is, up, uh, of course, uh, the Meg, uh, which we were forced to see since uh, Mile Twenty Two did not look interesting. Um, my flick of the week is going to be Future World, and uh, what do you got? Goonies. We're going to watch the Goonies. Oh, we're well, going to talk about the Goonies. I'm glad there's a good movie in this mix. <laughs> One out of three ain't bad. <laughs> All right. Two out of three is. All right. Um, and then uh, I, I have very limited new, uh, movie news. There's no trailers we're talking about that I saw. Um, that's it. Uh, this is, uh, hopefully, it's a quickie and a shorty. That's all I got. So just, I don't know. Take it away. Mick. Shut up, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, first off, we have, uh, of course, uh, my flick of the week, which is going to be uh, Future World. All right. I decided to do some um, red boxing this weekend, so I rented three movies. I rented uh, uh, The Strangers, Pray at Night, um, The Commuter with Liam Neeson, which is pretty much nonstop but on a train. Watchable, good movie. Um, actually, wasn't bad. Um, you know, the, the the premise isn't too preposterous, Is 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 like, say, Flight Plan was or something like that. Um, and uh, and then, of course, I rented Future World, which, uh, let's get on to it. A queen lays dying as her son, Prince, travels across a barren wasteland to find a near-mythical medicine to save her life. After evading violent raiders on motorbikes led by the warlord and his enforcer, Prince meets Ash, a robotic assassin in search of its own soul. When the drug lord captures Prince, he soon finds himself in an epic battle to save the last remnants of humanity. All right. So Future World uh, came out, I think, in March of this year. Very limited uh, release, I believe. And uh, <laughs> and it's uh, the, the, here's the funny part about it. I'm not even, I didn't even write down the writer's name because I, I don't think this guy even needs to get fucking mentioned. <laughs> but... Um, the co-writer of the film also is the co-director, and the other director of the film is James Franco, who's also the one of the stars of the film. He plays a character named Warlord. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's nice. <laughs> God. All right. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think I'd rather watch uh, Squidward do that for about 10 hours than watch this fucking no, movie again. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, here's here's a 10-minute reel of it. Yeah. They, they Someone always has, like, a super long version of shit, man. I, I um, the, uh, the you know, the uh, Jeff Goldblum uh, <laughs> Grandmaster part in the, on his orgy ship. Yeah. <laughs> it's my birthday. I had, that, there's, like, a 10-hour loop of that. On uh, on YouTube and I I yeah I played that during a birthday party once, um, not for too long, not for too long, <laughs> just until everyone wanted to fucking punch me. Um, so uh, anyway, this movie is a combination of the Bad Batch, which I did a flick of the week for. Um, I think sometime early or sometime last year, I rented that. You know, it had uh, Jason Momoa and Suki Waterhouse, who. Oddly enough, is also the main character in this movie as well. Um, played by Suki Waterhouse, uh, plays Ash the robot, 
who has um, one green eye and one blue eye. Um, and they're the most obvious-looking contact lenses I've ever seen in a movie. Um, <laughs> they don't even look like they're anything special. The, um, it's... Oh, God damn it. This is a fucking bad movie, dude. I... I, I, f- I think I fell, I fell asleep for about 10 minutes into it, or not into it, but about about two, two-thirds of the way through, I fell asleep for about 10 minutes, and I didn't miss a thing. <laughs> I woke up, my son Kendrick goes, this movie sucks, Dad. He goes, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> I go, okay, all right. Well, I'm going to still finish it anyway, because I, you know, I paid money for it, so. <laughs> Future! Future! Sorry. <laughs> All right, so, um, <laughs> motherfucker. So yeah, this movie is from start to finish boring. Um, James Franco's teeth change color at least six times in the film, which is really fucking odd. They go from extremely yellow to orange to red. Sounds like a lot of <laughs> to almost black. Sounds like Sorry. until until that. spoiler alert his death scene where <laughs> where his teeth are perfectly bleached white right which means it must have been at the end of filming and he had to go somewhere because they I think they spent less than a month filming this movie this movie is like is if these guys all these actors okay all these actors and the, and the writers and everything went to Burning Man and then while they were there like you know what hey let's film a fucking movie and so <laughs> it looks like. And I'm kind of I'm kind of stealing this from someone else's review, but it also I, I thought the same thing when I was reading it. So, but um, it's pretty much these guys just decided to throw some dirt on their clothes, grab some motorbikes, and then pretend to make a fucking post-apocalyptic film in the desert. And that's pretty much what the movie is. Sounds like most '80s movies. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a combination between the Bad Batch and Cyborg. Bad Batch is a better movie. It's or not great. Cherry 2000. I haven't seen that one, but maybe I should. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, this movie just raises weird questions like, okay, why does everyone have perfectly running motorbikes, but yet there's there's no sign of any kind of gasoline, and there's also, um, there's no guns in the world because there's no ammo, and no one seems to know how to make ammo, so that when the one person who does have a gun and has ammo, it just blows everybody's mind, right, and everyone's got to get that gun and get that ammo, Um so yeah, Franco uh, runs these these warlord. He's the warlord and runs these fucking these these assholes called raiders, and they just pretty much rape and pillage, and then they laugh about it, kind of like uh, John Travolta and in uh, in uh, Battlefield Earth. <laughs> you know, just a bad, shitty, horrible villain laugh. Just <laughs> you know, just <laughs> yeah, like like if he had a mustache, he would twist it. Yeah, exactly. So snaggly whiplash. Yeah. There's even a point at the beginning of the movie where there's this, uh, <laughs> this, this old man who's in this little town. It looks like Mad Max, right? This town where they're running their little stuff. And he's on a tower and he sees these bad guys coming in the distance, which are the Raiders. And I didn't know they were the Raiders yet, called the Raiders yet. And I, I look over at my son and I go, watch. He's going to yell out the name of them. And it's going to be... He's gonna yell it really loud, and then all of a sudden, dramatic Raiders! music. Yeah, then the dramatic music is gonna kick in, and everyone's gonna go fucking crazy and start scrambling everywhere with no planning or anything whatsoever. Everyone's just fucking chaos, right? And he does it. He goes Raiders, Raiders. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of. <laughs> so, um, so yes, um, 
you even have okay. Let me let me read you off the, the list of actors that are in this fucking movie. You got Franco, you got Mila Jovovich or Mia, however you want to pronounce it. Um, she plays a character named Drug Lord, who's in uh, the fi- like in the last I don't know fifteen minutes of the movie. Um, Lucy Liu, she plays the Queen. Suki Waterhouse, Method Man plays a guy named Tattooed Face. Uh, Snoop Dogg plays a pimp um, called Love Lord. Uh, Margarita Lavieva. Um, plays a uh, lesbian love interest named Lee. Um, and Rumor Willis is, um, she She was one of Snoop Dogg's uh, hoes who's under um, lock and key. And uh, Jeffrey Wahlberg, who is, of course, related to the Wahlbergs, of course, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Marky Mark. Um, <laughs> he plays a character named Prince, who he's the main character in the movie is lo- along with Suki Waterhouse. His mother, play, um, played by Lucy Liu, is named the Queen. And the entire movie, every time you see her, is for usually no more than 30 seconds, and she's usually lying in a bed, and there's this sad music playing, and there's like this filter over the, over the lens, and it looks very kind of hazy and dusty, and she's dying, and Prince has got to go get her medicine. He's, he's got to go to drug town and, and you know, get the medicine that's going to save her. And they don't even say what she's sick from or anything. And there's a couple times where it shows her, you know, standing for a moment, giving some kind of wisdom for a second, and the wind blows through her hair, and then she's done. I think she probably made like $300,000 for just about, I don't know, like half a day's work, if that, in this movie. And, uh, yeah, it is, it's just bad. It just goes from scene to scene where you're like, okay, okay, here's another actor I recognize. What are they going to do with, with the shit that they've been handed? And Snoop Dogg seems to be the one that had the most fun in the entire movie. Um, as the pimp <laughs> who's running all these women that have these these dog collars on that um, control them. Like, they can't run away or anything like that, right? right. So, um, and it's just, oh, God damn. It is a waste. Of, it was a waste of my $1.75 at Redbox. And I'm so glad that it was that the Blu-ray version was out because otherwise I would have had to spend $2. Oh, no. Yeah. So, thank you, whoever in the hood that was a selfish asshole and, you know, because they saved me 25 cents. So, yeah, um, I do not recommend watching Future World unless you want to see um, James Franco in a really shitty movie. I saw a trailer for that, and I can't remember what the fuck we were. I know I saw it with you because um, it was here on... while we were recording, yeah, I think it was when we used to, like, play the trailers when we were watching the shit, when we were recording an episode, I think. (sighs) Yeah, I... I wanted, it looked awful then. I know, but I wanted to see it because it had Franco in it and and a couple other actors. And I was like, okay, let's just see how it like. Let's see what they do with this. And yeah, they don't do a goddamn thing with it. Sounds it's like a lot of hoopla. <laughs> yes. So um, yeah, don't check out future work. Just just leave it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> That's it. That's all. The Goonies. <laughs> On a. Much brighter note. I haven't been feeling good for the past week, so I took... I have AIDS. Yeah, I have AIDS. <laughs> I have AIDS. Um, guy's hilarious. He's funny every time. Tom Hanks. Hmm. Um, oh, God. Really quick before you go into your review. Have you caught up on Preacher yet? No. Oh, God damn it. Do not ruin it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. I tried no. watching it a couple nights ago. And, like, uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I, so I worked Saturday. And I got home Saturday. Yeah. And um, I tried watching it. Yeah. And I was falling asleep. Oh, okay. So I just turned it off and I went to bed. Yeah. I went to bed at like 11.30. Yeah, yeah. Definitely you want to be awake to watch it. It's just every episode surprises me. Yeah. That, that's all I'm going to say. Don't say anything. Every episode surprises me. And then uh, um, 
I didn't go in on Sunday. I just slept all day. Yeah. And it didn't. I mean, Sunday just went by really, really fast. What's going out on anything. Friday? Did it wipe you out a little bit? No, I felt great on Friday. Mm. Yeah, no you seemed problem. to be getting a lot better. You were almost done. Yeah, and then, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe a homeless guy got too close. I don't <laughs> know. San Francisco is just fucking... God, that's a dumpster. Horrendous man. now. It's so awful. Oh, God damn. Um, I mean, and this is... We're not... We're talking like... Last time I was in San Francisco was like a handful of years ago. It wasn't mm-hmm. that long ago. And it wasn't that bad. The homeless situation wasn't that bad. Yeah. And we were right down there in, in that area. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's, it is so fucking awful. And it's just, it's, it's out of control. Yeah. And they won't do anything about it. I felt like the family at the beginning of Tim Burton's Batman, they were walking around and the, the dad says, son, put that map away. We'll look like tourists. Right. <laughs> That's what I felt. God damn. Oh, God. That was fucking bad. It was, it was, it's horrendous. It's just, it's fucking terrible. Um, but more on, we'll talk about San Francisco on another show. Yeah. Because um, we, went, we went to go see Rodriguez and it, it, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. But I enjoyed myself. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to catch me listening to like uh, Bob Dylan-ish type music. Except you listen to it all the way home and all the way down there. Because uh, I was in the moment. I, I do in the moment type things, dude. And that just, it's like a when in Rome kind of shit, you know. So then I'm now, I'm, I'm kind of done with it. You know, everyone, if I, yeah, I'm, I'm down to watch the, the documentary again sometime in the future. But yeah, it, it's not my average. But I'm, I'm glad we went out. That's all I'm going to say. That's, that's it. I'm glad we went. Yes. And I didn't, I don't think I caught anything. I don't think I got her or Epsi or anything. <sighs> Never know. So, um, Goonies. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't even need to do a summary for the Goonies, yeah, man. No, I don't. I mean, <laughs> a bunch of kids go on a, Go on an adventure to help save their yeah. their homes from a from a greedy land developer. And, and as always, uh, Steven Spielberg has his name on there. So. Yeah, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> but I wanted to, I can't remember who directed it. Yeah, was it Richard it, Donner. Yeah, it was. If you don't know the Goonies, then you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. So, so that was on. Um, it was. It was okay. So this is really cool. It was the John Candy. It was like a John Candy mini movie marathon, and. On top of that, it there was a connection. Did it end with Wagons East? No, Thank God. it was a there was a connection. So the Goonies played, then um, Summer Rental, and then The Great Outdoors. So the connection between those movies mm-hmm. is Carrie Green, because she was in the Goonies, okay, and she was in Summer Rental, and John Candy was in Summer Rental, and yeah, Great so Outdoors. they're like almost doing like a six degrees thing, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty much what it was, and. I can't ever not watch Summer Rental. I know you've 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 reviewed that one before, and I don't care for the great outdoors, but I fucking when, love it. And you have fucking was it a? It's not Roman Maroney, but it plays Roman. Yeah. Um, when you have Dan Aykroyd as a as a fucking you know shill, yeah. a corporate shill from Chicago. Yeah. You really you really can't go wrong with that. That's the movie that inspired me to stay after the end credits of movies. So, I was um. I just threw on the Goonies. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to watch it. And I forgot. I forgot. Look, movies during the 80s are, are special, and they're special for one reason and one reason only. More than one. <clears throat> fuck. Because directors were allowed to take risks. Uh-huh. That's really the only reason. Um, and when you're allowed to take risks, you get greatness. Star Wars, obviously. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I mean, just any of the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. 
of Jurassic Park, even though it's 91-ish, 92-ish. Star Trek V, The Final <laughs> Frontier. No. He took a major risk with that and yeah, failed. Let us, yeah, no. <laughs> he took a but risk by having a Ravs Jatner direct a movie. Wrath of Khan. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, even Star Trek, the, the first one, it was, but that was on the cusp of the 80s, but still. Seven, you know, late seventies, early eighties. Well, throughout the eighties, yeah. Uh, the Explorers, uh, Flight of the Navigator, even stupid shit like I Mac heard, and Me I and Daryl. I heard the remaking Flight of the Navigator. Well, that's too bad. Um, Jaws. Well, Jaws seventy six, but you know, you still had Jaws two, which was not a bad movie. Mm. It was just a remake. Yeah. And then you had um, um, better animatronics. <laughs> Basket Case. Any of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Uh, Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, and and not we're not those aren't. Fuck. I'm not talking about the great movies that were made like Back to the Future. I mean, we already mentioned Star Wars and, and Indiana Jones. We mentioned those but two risks. franchises, but we're talking about risks. Yeah. Sleepaway Camp, uh, Basket damn, Case right? One, Two, and Three, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Terminator. You know, Aliens, things like that. Yeah, these movies were allowed to be made because the studios believed in the director. Can- and then, Cannibal Holocaust. And then that's not believing in the director. That was just some guy going out there and making a movie. And then, the, and then, but the movie studio stood behind him. Yeah. So, so in essence, yeah, I guess they kind of did believe in him. But as long as the budget wasn't too high. <laughs> yeah. But when you when when you walk when you get away from safe, you get risk. Yeah. And you get calculated. You, you have to take a calculated risk, and that's. You know, m- movies like The Godfather and American Graffiti back in the 70s and even Joe's favorite movie, All, M- All the President's Men. <laughs> and um, um, Robert Redford. anything that was, yeah, anything um, Robert Redford-esque, you know, in terms of these spy movies or, you know, these, these you know, uh, going against the establishment type movies. Even Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. When you stop taking, when you stop being safe with movies like... What Marvel is doing, although they're successful at it, it's getting stale. Yeah, and you start taking risks. Well, when you take risks, you have the burnout that is DC. <laughs> yeah. So you have that end of the spectrum. Yep. But when you take risks, you have successes like oh, I don't know, Get Out, um, uh, Ex Machina, Deadpool, Deadpool, um, and a couple of others. Um, that's what makes these movies from the '80s special and the Goonies is no different you take a bunch of kids <laughs> which I mean anytime that you you hear a movie about a bunch of kids everybody groans oh my god kids but look at Stand By Me you know they're yeah. a little bit older but not much not by much at all yeah well, maybe a couple <laughs> years and that movie was successful because they were able to focus on the story yeah and the friendship and the, <laughs> and the kids yeah and that's what that's what the Goonies is, and the Goonies pulls like from whoever wrote the movie. Magnificent! They were able to capture all the kids and their voices, yeah, and make and the kids made fun of each other, uh-huh. um, you know, especially like the you know the 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 uh, truffle shuffle. Yes, you know, do the truffle shuffle. I don't want to do the truffle shuffle. <laughs> yeah, I mean the kids, the kids were fantastic. They were awesome. And Corey Feldman was the asshole messing with the uh, maid, the Spanish maid. Yeah. <laughs> The drogas, <laughs> you know, and then the, as as the mom, mom says, "You you speak Spanish. You talk to her, you know, and and you know he would tell her all the bad things, yeah. like you know, if you don't do this, she'll deport you, type of thing." Yeah. 
And then you have the kid that plays short round. And then, you know. $50 bill. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have my kids say that now. Every time they see a $50 bill, they always quote short round. Um, I know his name's not short round. You have uh, Sean Astin that's in the movie. Uh-huh. And I, and it got me to thinking of, you know, they, when are they going to do this goddamn Goonies sequel? And are all the principal players going to be involved? Because, yeah. you know, what, Brolin's in his 50s. So as the movie goes on, there's a, there's a lot of bullshit preposterous. You know, I mean, there's uh, it's it's in some cases it's just preposterous to believe. In other cases, it, you know, it's it's just tying together together loose ends that are, you know co- convenience. Yeah, matter of convenience that you have to do this. You know, um, the bad guys uh, with Anne Ramsey. She she's f- fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Always was. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, um, Joey Pants, and I can never remember Robert Davi. Yeah, Robert Davi, who's one of my favorite actors, by the way. Yeah, um, he's Agent Johnson. No, the other one. Yeah, um, when you have Joey Pants and Robert Davi playing brothers, <laughs> yeah, they're always at each other's throats. And, yeah, and, <laughs> and and they were fucking great. Yeah, I, from the get go, right when he's breaking out of prison, the cop reads and he thought it was a suicide, and he goes, "You, you idiot! You really think I would kill myself?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the movie it hits its beats so well. Yeah. And the editing is so it, it is is perfection. This is a movie that a lot of students need to watch for working with kids, mm-hmm. for hitting specific comedic comedic beats like, you know, Baby Ruth. Yeah. You know, the Baby Ruth thing mm-hmm. or the ice cream thing or going down in underneath into the uh, into the cave where they have to play the piano and things like that. Yeah. And just watching how all the kids react and step and have to move away from things that are falling and when the piano when they play the wrong notes on the piano, you know, and how scared they look or when they have to go to the to the bathroom. Yeah. Or or things like that. <laughs> Everything about this movie is awesome. And there needs to be more risk taking in Hollywood. There needs to be more movies like this in Hollywood, these adventure type of movies where people can just go and forget about their fucking problems. You know, instead of the superhero movie or the bullshit that we got with what's coming up when we review the Meg. Um, (laughs) Because none of those things, none of these movies play off of the simple fact of fun anymore. And you know what? And even though I don't like the movie Tusk that much, I, I like it. I appreciate it for what it is. And I respect it for what you it is. I fucking hate that movie. I saw it again the other day um, on Netflix. Um, by the way, you should check out Tusk on Netflix, anybody nope. that's listening. But um, I respect the fuck out of it because it takes risks. You know, it, I mean, when it gets to the point where the, where the two walruses are fighting each other, it's fucking so stupid I'm laughing. But still, the movie had balls, you know. I mean, you know, it had tusks, you know. <laughs> How many movies have the balls to do shit like that, you know, that are they, they're actually in theaters? Yeah, absolutely. A twenty four is one of those one of those um, movie studios um, that manages to take risks, like Free Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How often would you think? Uh, oh yeah, this is a gun battle, a, ni- a ninety minute gun battle in a fucking warehouse. Who's gonna want to watch that, right? And A twenty four takes that risk, and, it, and the movie paid off. It was it was entertaining. I liked it. So, shit. Where can you go wrong with Goonies, man? I, I can't. Cannot. I can't. I mean, I love even the ending. You know, when the when the boat comes and everything's conveniently, you know, covered. You know, with the bank being fucked over and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, they they found jewels and oh, uh, the the kid that ends up playing he's the douchebag um, 
boyfriend. Yeah, with the Letterman jacket. Yeah, he, he was in a lot of 80s movies that always played the same douchebag boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I like the little nod to Richard Donner when uh, when Sloth opens up his shirt and he's got <laughs> Superman. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Like I said, that the Goonies is a least a once a year, if not more, uh, watch. You know. Twice. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah once, my, twice a year. Yeah, my kids love it too. So, that's a classic, man. They'd rather watch that than say the new Ninja Turtles movies. Yep. So, and that's that's the one thing that's important. Look, I mean, when kids are when kids want to watch classic old movies or class, well, they're going to consider classic old movies. When kids want to watch those types of movies instead of Borat or. The Expendables. I'm looking at a list of them right now. Spider-Man, Hulk, Cloverfield, things like that. <coughs> and they want to watch, you know, um, Goonies or Megaforce, <laughs> you know. that That's that's telling the studios a lot of things. Yeah, and Jaws. Yeah, so All thumbs right. up. No, Go see it, watch absolutely. it, rent it, buy it. If I had more thumbs, I'd give more thumbs up for Goonies. Yep, I'd give right. 12 thumbs up. Hell, every time I watch it, too, i got to watch the Cindy Lauper videos. <laughs> Because there's all those wrestlers from WWF that are in it, like Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik. Uh-huh. Uh, you probably can't even stand it, but <laughs> I always watch that shit on the on the Blu-ray I got. Um, all right. So uh, lastly, we've got, uh, you know, we got, oh, I, I, we didn't do this with Future World, but um, I'm, it's all going to be no to all the questions you were going to have for it anyway about it being, you know, long We'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll right. do it after. You want to do it after? Okay. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, should we read the summary for the? Do we really need to? I mean, <laughs> a massive creature attacks a deep sea submersible, leaving it disabled and trapping the crew at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. With time running out, rescue diver Jonas Taylor must save the crew and the ocean itself from an unimaginable threat. The Meg. <sighs> Which is, of course, short for the Megalodon, which is supposed to be a gigantic prehistoric shark, which, uh, yeah. All right. Um, I have pretty much, I have one and a half positives for this movie. One and a half positives? Yeah, the, the, the one and a half. The, the one is, the movie for me is watchable throughout from start to finish. It's watchable. It's put together well enough that I can watch it without... Wanting to fucking, you know, wipe my ass with it and run out the door screaming like with Future World. Um, and then the other thing is, the other half is a lot of the visuals look pretty cool with, um, uh, you know, like the set designs and, and a few things. Um, sometimes, not always, sometimes some of the, the, um, the lo- uh, not the, lo- well, the, some of the location filming, but the, uh, the, the, you know, the CG with some of the sharks, some of the stuff looked okay sometimes, but then there's the other half of that one, which is into my list of negatives for this fucking movie. And I'm pretty sure you got way more than I've got because you noticed a lot of this shit way more, a lot more than I do. So, um, <laughs> can you think of any positives for this? It ended. <laughs> we were alive when it was over. Or, uh, oh, here's another negative. We stayed through the end credits and there was nothing. Yeah, dude, I I don't. It's a big budget version of a sci-fi movie. Sounds like a lot of. Hoopla! It sounds like a lot Hoopla! of. Hoopla! Sounds like a. Hoopla! Hoopla! <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's worth a brick to the head. Yes, brick to the head. This fucking movie is awful. 
some of the scenery is just absolutely gorgeous with the underwater stuff. Yeah. But when they have to break through, hold on a second. That layer. They had to break through a layer. The of hydrogen gas Sulfide. Layer. Hydrogen sulfide. Yeah. Hold on a second. Um, the make Hydrogen sulfide layer. <sighs> An incredible dive. Um, through T-H-R-E-W. <laughs> the hydrogen sulfide layer. And that's what happens when they rush out. Well, that was from 2013. There's no goddamn excuse for that one. Right. <laughs> I am just going to read Ars Technica's review. And you just, whenever you want to, chime in. Okay. Making fun of the Meg might be more trouble than it's worth. There's no hype for this adaptation of a schlocky 97 novel about a scientifically unsound super shark. So what if Jason Statham got caught up in an unfortunate film? Every summer has its low-stakes stinker. But we would be doing summer moviegoers a disservice to not warn them of exactly what to expect should you use a shark movie as an excuse to sit in a theater's air conditioning on a hot day. In particular, anybody with the slightest appreciation for science, logic, or sound research practices needs to brace their butts for how baffling the Meg turns out to be. Jason Statham makes this face for much of the Meg's runtime. Like, <laughs> what the fuck am I getting into? <laughs> where, where, where did my life go wrong? <laughs> uh, Jonas Taylor is uh, a deep sea rescue guy. His team has connected an escape pod to a sub's hatch. The rescuers have pulled most of the survivors onto the escape pod, but some violent collisions are rocking the sub. Statham makes the tough call, disconnect the escape pod, and shove off, leaving two rescuer, rescue divers stranded. Now, in the movie, they're in the sub, and something is hitting the sub. Yes. We don't know what it is. Apparently, it's the Megalodon, which escaped from Somehow, yeah, it's on captivity before, or escaped from it, the fucking cold it, lair. Yeah, and so it's in the, now it's in the freezing depths of the ocean. Right. So, then this was at the beginning of the movie. So... When he makes the call to, you know, get out of that sub, but his his coworkers that are in the sub aren't even moving towards the escape hatch. And they're just as far away from the escape hatch as he is. Yeah. So when 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 it starts to, when all the bad shit starts they to keep happen. Falling down. They just keep show, every time it cuts to them, they're falling down again. Yeah. So the sub's doctor accuses Taylor of deep sea madness for doing this, even after a massive explosion rocks the escape pod as it flees. What do you think the Cause that explosion, Doc. So flash forward a few years, and we meet Mr. Morris, Rain Wilson, an American tech billionaire as he visits his new deep-sea research facility is personally funded. Um, I actually liked Rain Wilson's character in this movie. He, he wasn't too he, bad. He wasn't over the top. Well, except for the end. Yeah. Um, that was that karma shit. Yeah, Morris's constant oohs and ahs and wiles punctuate the fact that he has never seen the facility that he funded nor been informed about what exactly it's researching the crew explains to Morris that the ocean's floor in this one particular deep sea zone isn't solid ground. Well, that's not true. It's not the ocean's floor. There's a part of the trench, but rather a layer of hydrogen sulfide. So uh, in examining this deeper than deep stretch of ocean, the crew in question has never bothered sending either a camera equipped drone, which you talked about, yeah. or a deep sea craft full of organic life forms <laughs> um, to see this brand new stretch of ocean. The deep sea team is sending a craft full of high tech touchscreens and a three strong crew of joke cracking dorks, which we'll get into in a minute. But there, there, this is this is one scene that really fucking pissed me off to no end. Mm -hmm. 
within 20 seconds of breaking through the hydrogen sulfide layer, the three-person crew is rammed by a massive unrecognized creature. The ship's power goes out, and the diving station's crew scrambles. Um, so they get Taylor to help, since he's already done this before, After, but only after a bunch of yeah. bullshit. Like, they had to fly to Thailand. <clears throat> like, they only had, like, 18 hours of fuel of air. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they had to fly to Thailand. Then they had to drink beers with them. Then they had to fly all the way back from Thailand. To the fucking ocean, uh, to the oil liner. Well, you know what I mean. To, yeah. to the oil rig. To the rig. Yeah. And then they had to go down, and then they had to suit up, and then they had to get the sub ready. Yeah. So well, I'm missing something here. <laughs> I don't know how far it is from where they were to Thailand, but that 18 hours in between. He was in... Um, <clears throat> Uh, you know, well, it was the Pacific Ocean, so they're within a few thousand miles. It takes twelve hours to fly coast to coast. Yeah, in America, anything less than twelve hours, you still have I don't know eight six hours left. Yeah, but still, you have to get ready, you uh-huh. have to do all this other shit. So, chalk it up to ten hours uh-huh. minimum, flying back and forth coast to coast. That's yeah. twenty hours, right? That that includes get there time and get back time. <laughs> 20 hours. So wherever they were, I can't ever remember where they fucking were, but obviously they were in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. To wherever they had to go had, had to have been an extreme short distance because even if it's six hours total time, right, back and forth. Yeah. So six hours time there and back, call it 10 hours. So they have eight hours left to Prep the ship and get everything ready to go down, which still doesn't leave a lot of time. Yeah. Because anything could happen at that point. Of course, something does happen. <sighs> On a helicopter ride to Thailand, Tyler is found slamming beers and saying he has zero interest. And then he, he, it, <coughs> then yeah. he finds out his ex-wife is involved. Yeah. And she gets injured as well. The rest of the plot stretches the limits of human logic to a sinewy, gruesome extreme. One untrained scientist decides Taylor is taking too long and disembarks in a rescue pod roughly five minutes before he arrives. Every deep-sea dive that happens, even after the reveal of the terrifying megalodon, is done without the help or reconnaissance of an unmanned drone. Yep. Once the super shark makes its way to the surface, nobody bothers to inform any authorities about what they've discovered, particularly when they start tracking the shark and confirm that it's swimming directly toward a popular tourist destination. <laughs> he left out a part. So the shark doesn't apparently like light. Yeah. Which is dumb. It's fucking stupid. But okay, fine. Whatever. Well, if, if it's in it, like, like say in the book, because I read about this, the, in the book, um, the sharks didn't like um, going close to the surface because um, they're used to being in the darkness. Again, it's a fucking dumb idea because there's light down there anyways. There's well, It's still light, but there's still light. It's not as bright, but there's still light down there. Well, I, well, in the movie, sure, because they had the uh, the, the No, no, no. There's still light down there. Have you seen footage of uh, deep, like, were those animals, those creatures yeah. that create their own light? Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking other about. And they have, they have a whole bunch of other fucking creatures down there that we've never seen before that create their own light. There's actual light down there. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I, also in the book, the um, the sharks were uh, like, um, but the, almost like what do they call them, luminescent. You, you, but you or, can't you can't rely on the book for this movie anymore. Oh yeah, the, 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 from what I understand, this they, they changed a lot of shit from the book. So 
And then Deep, Deep, sea, Deep Blue Sea ruined the, the, the script. So that, that's why this movie was in development hell for almost 20 years. <laughs> so the, they, he's, the, the, the writer skipped an obvious part of the movie where um, they were trying to fix the sub and they got it all working and yeah. then it got attacked again. Yeah. And... and um, bright right, lights. Bright lights. Wh- whatever her name is. Yeah, uh, yeah the wife. The wife. Uh, that was... Um, she was in some l- 80s, 90s movies Lori. too. Lori. Jessima McNamee, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the actress's name. I don't know. I looked her up earlier because I think she's cute as fuck, but uh, I I don't know. Go ahead. Did you even write down any of the movies? I wrote, what? Well, no, I didn't write down the movie. I can look her up anytime. So. I expected you to have this information. <laughs> Usually you have this information at your fingertips. <laughs> so she gets stabbed in the left-hand side of her abdomen, okay? Yes. And then when she gets taken out of the escape pod or the the uh, the pod, yeah, the doctor says, "Yeah, it's her liver. It's da- it's it's badly damaged." She was the hot um, cop in Chips, the one that was like helping uh, D'Onofrio. Right. That's that's she, that's she was also in a bunch of others. She was in. No, uh, well, I don't have any early shit. Just all have two thousand stuff. So. Your liver, which is on your right-hand side of your body, is not on the lower part of your abdomen on the left-hand side of your body. That's in the goofs, um, in the trivia for this movie, that they fucked that up, yeah. And, and that makes no sense. I mean, it's, it's an obvious bullshit, you know, they didn't do their research at all. When, when Even something as minor as that, they did no research for this movie at all. They just wrote it in there to make it sound yeah. important. <laughs> at one point, the crew believes... No, at no point does the crew believe that the shark has some sort of exoskeleton or protection from sheer impact. The monster is eventually stabbed to death in a remarkably low-tech fashion, and it constantly swims on the surface as evidenced by the film's tribute to Jaws by having a single dorsal fin stick out of the water on a regular basis. This movie could have been renamed the most boring airstrike and been done in 30 minutes. Um, all that says nothing about the part of the film where three helicopters start flying over the gigantic shark once it emerges at the at a beach and for some reason crash into each other simultaneously. Oh, and then of course crash into the into the freighter that's there. Yeah. You know. What are the odds? Yeah. The three helicopters slamming into each other and then slamming in in catching fire to a fucking ship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then there's a part in the movie where they capture the first Meg. There's two of them. There's two of them. And and as they capture the first Meg, the second one jumps out of the water. Now, this is actually pretty cool, and it slams on the boat, Yeah, which makes no sense. It slams on the boat and eats the other shark and then fucking rolls off the boat. Yeah, and wouldn't it take a while for it to eat the other shark and well, so everyone can get in there and get the fuck out of there, but instead they just fuck around Not and it's ready, to, it's ready to eat everybody again? Not necessarily. All right. It's got this huge feast. Why is it going to fuck with little people when it's got this huge, gigantic feast? Because there's blood in the water. doesn't matter what's what's around. It'll just eat anything that's in the water. Well, I know, but it's got this gigantic <laughs> fucking shark it's It doesn't eating. matter. It doesn't understand how big of a thing it's eating. But it's smelling the it, blood that it's right, eating. Right, but it doesn't matter. You're not hearing this. It doesn't matter what's around it. It will eat everything that's around it. So including the shark, including the people. So it's just like a walker everything. in The Walking Dead. It'll stop eating someone just to get up and go chase someone else. No, it's, it's whatever is close by. It just eats whatever is fucking close by. Yeah. And, can, and all it does is smell blood. If you're in the water and it smells blood, it's going to think that either you're bleeding or something close to it is bleeding. And all it does is recognize movement. That's it. It's just a, it's just a fucking, it's like a bat. 
But if it's focused on a gigantic <laughs> it's, shark, it's, it's not eating. focused on anything. It's just eating. It has no focus. So why would it stop eating to go chase something? It doesn't. Why would it take a break from eating when it's already eating it, to go get it, something? It, it's it doesn't go take a break. It just eats. You're not hearing this. There is no. There is no fucking. I'm going to stop eating this and go after this. It's if this is in the way or around it, I'm going to eat everything around it. It doesn't matter what it is. So if the fucking dead shark is in the water and there are other sharks eating that dead shark in the water and that fucking thing comes at it, it's going to try to eat everything and that dead shark. doesn't matter because that's, that's, that's how that's, it's just the size of the fucking thing first and foremost because there's, it's so incredibly big that you can't help but be in its way. And then that's, it's the same thing with uh, great whites. That's why they tell you to get the fuck out of the way. If you put chum in the water and stuff like that, that's why I want you to stay in the cage. Because if there are other fish around, it'll, it, as it's a, eating the chum and something gets too close, it'll eat that fucking thing up too. It doesn't matter. Because it, I mean, it's not taking a break. It's just going after it. That's what I mean. Why the fuck aren't they getting away from the goddamn thing when it's eating the other shark? Where are they going to go? They're on a boat. Get the boat the tipped boat. over. No, this is before the boat tipped over. Oh, wait. This is the second time when they were... Oh, uh, never mind. Fuck it. The boat tipped over. <laughs> the boat and then sh- it realized that there was something in the water. The boat should have sunk when it had that giant fucker <laughs> on top of it. But what was stupid, and going more to your point, was when the guy, when, when the fat guy... All I could think of was you, because <laughs> he, had, he had the same body shape as yeah. you. And I'm like, oh, that's Joe, but nerd computer Joe, right? Yeah, like, like, like a Harry Knowles. Yeah, but not as ugly. And rapey. Yeah. And... <laughs> And he fell in the water, and then that shark ate him, right? Yeah. And, and that was a cool scene, but it was stupid because they had just killed the shark, and, and there was no water around it. So the shark eating him for no reason just made no sense. Yeah. It's like killing somebody to kill, you know, I'm just going to kill you because you're, you're useless to me, right? Instead yeah. of, it's, it's, the, it's the bad guy, um, uh, the useless bad guy uh, effect. Yeah. When you have a, a monologuing bad guy that continually just says, I'm going to kill you if you don't do what I say. Then. Yeah. So all, when, when all of that happens, I mean, and, and then the shark, of course, lands on top of the, of the boat when it jumps out of the water. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> that was a cool effect. But, it looked cool, but I mean, it's still bullshit. But when it was swimming after, like, if you watch as the movie goes on and you compare the first Megalodon to the second Megalodon... You realize that they didn't change the graphics. They just used this, the first shark instead of the second shark yeah. because the mouth, like when, when it opens its mouth, when the first shark opens its mouth and attacks the, the, the dome, yeah. well, that second shark is like twice the size. Yeah. And, but the mouth is still the same little tiny mouth. Yeah. And that fucks everything up because this thing is supposed to be massive. It's supposed to be mega. Yeah. And and the first shark is seventy five feet long. Yeah. And this second shark is much bigger. This second shark is over a hundred feet. Hundred. Let's call it one hundred ten feet. One hundred twenty feet. Yeah. Easily, you know. And then and 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 when it's attacking all the other all the other dudes, like when it's attacking Jason Statham at the end of the movie, and it's biting at the whatever at the little sub thing. Yeah. You know, like it's Jason. <laughs> it's it's just biting at the sub thing, like. The entire mouth should have, it should have swallowed that fucking thing with no problem. Yeah. 
Instead, when it, it's biting at it like it's a fucking, it's it's a little bit bigger than a great white shark. Yeah, should have Pac-Man did. Yeah. And in the book, I, I read this, Statham's character kills it differently in the book. In the book, he gets swallowed, and he fucking, uh, he cuts the fucker's heart out while he's stuck inside of it. Oh, like Drex. Yeah. Or like in uh, Beowulf, in a way. Or, uh, Same thing, yeah. Or Men in Black. <laughs> when yeah. Kay goes, I'm going to go get my gun back. Yeah. You love that gun that much. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it, oh, man. And, yeah, it just, uh, it's why, oh, God, okay, so, yeah, I got my, my little things. This movie tries to be Lake Placid. It's not Lake Placid. No. Lake Placid is a classic, uh, uh, cult movie, if you will. Um, if we can short out the firewall, I can probably reboot the computer. If I had a dick, this is where I'd tell you to suck it. We should, we should find all sorts of species complete, we, yeah, that's it, completely new to science. Whoa, I just lost tele- telemetry. You might be a son of a bitch, but you sure are no coward. And these are quotes. After one successful escape, while some of the crew members celebrate, another one, who's it's the father of, uh, of the, um, one of the scientists, goes, it didn't go our way. Not for... So-and-so. So-and-so. Not for science. Like... Yeah. I guess that's all that matters now, right? Yeah. They just discovered this whole new world under there, and there's not going to be more of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that, so, um, yeah, that was, God, God, that was bad. That was really fucking bad. Um, <laughs> Garbage the, fire. The movie, just like how you were talking about the risk-taking thing, this movie had no balls, okay? Um, the P, you know, the, the PG-13, I think, was partially at fault um, because they they didn't take any risks with, um, with, with mega murders. Instead, oh, you just saw a hand left over or something like that, like when, you know, Rain Wilson, you know, eats it, you know, or whatever. It... It didn't. The only the only gore that the movie had is when the whale car it was the whale carcass or when you saw a shark carcass. But when it came to people, uh, if you were lucky, you might have saw some blood in the water. But that was it. Yeah, and it didn't make any sense that if he had if he was tracking the megalodon, and then they bombed the shit out of that fucking whale. Yeah. Well, and then they got up close. The tracker would have been destroyed. Yet the tracker was still on. Yeah. And then all all of a sudden the tracker gets knocked off during the fight yeah. at the end because. That's how it has to go. Yep. Um, it, it was just the the whole the whole ending premise was fucking stupid, especially when uh, Rain Wilson has to you know he he tries to go after the shark because he didn't tell anybody in the government that a fucking hundred and twenty foot shark is floating around yeah, heading towards a beach. He's trying to clean his own house. Like nobody would see that, right? Yeah. From the air, especially mm-hmm. the especially the the the, the, uh, the news helicopters that are floating around, you know. Yep. They wouldn't notice a big fucking shark just heading towards the beach. Not at all. No, not no. at all. Yeah. No, it, it's just, yeah, the movie didn't take any real risk with this. It, yeah. just, it just went in the same direction. Um, I mean... They, the w- sh- they totally should have done the shark to puss thing, by the way, and had the fucking shark jump out of the water and eat one of the helicopters. I was waiting for that to fucking happen. And it never happened. Yeah. It, yeah, never happened. Um, and, yeah, it just... No, fuck that movie. So, uh, also, uh, I hated the cliched misunderstandings. Oh, you know, of course. God, we're we're Longmire. You know, Robert Taylor's character um, is you know. Oh, there was no. You just had you know. You had deep sea madness or whatever, right? Yeah, deep sea madness. And we 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 were being attacked. Literally, something is attacking the sub, and you felt it strike the sub below Less, you. Ten seconds after he closed the fucking hatch, the goddamn thing explodes. Right. So, yeah. As soon as he it, it jumps, as soon as he pushes or. or Hits the uh, the eject button or yeah. whatever, you know, and disengages. The fucking sub blows up. Yeah. Deep sea madness. Yeah. 
So fucking stupid, right? What the fuck? I know, and it, it just it was like forced um, forced conflict, right? You got to have a reason why he doesn't want to come back, right? Because right? then it's more it's more mo- mo- momentous, or <laughs> is that the word? It's more beautiful and, and 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 daring if if now that you know you find a way to bring him back, you know, by mentioning his ex wife's name, which uh, right. I don't know how many people are willing to go back and you know save the ex wife, but okay. <laughs> I mean, it's good that they you know they that they're on that level that they're that cool with each other, but still that was a little hard to buy. Um, and um, and then yeah, so then and then the whole time you know, even though they're still dealing with this shit, you still had fucking Longmire still doubting him, right? Until finally. When he finally sees the Meg for himself, then he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, my bad. Right. Okay, so my question is, I'm reading another review, and it says, they they had out on a fishing boat approximately half the size of the Meg, moving at around six knots or seven miles an hour. Uh, no, they weren't moving at six knots. They were moving at around 30 knots, 25 to 40 miles an hour. Because uh-huh. they had to have been. They were on a... Uh, the, the boat that they were on could travel faster than that, 55 miles an hour is what yeah. it could travel at. The Meg moves on average at 11 miles per hour in the movie. How do they know that? Where's the math behind that, CBR? <laughs> that shark was moving a lot faster than fucking 11 miles an hour. I'll yeah, it was. Um, the loose cables do end up helping to kill the Meg. What? They use a second crane to hoist the monster onto the boat and towed it back to headquarters. Well, when it was caught up in the in the cables, it stopped it from killing the other things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Other people, yeah. so it, it kind of slow, you know. So it more like didn't kill it; it just slowed it down, you know. For it saved other people's lives. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, CBR is making some good points, but this. <laughs> yeah, don't I don't even worry. <laughs> just do fuck the Meg, man. This movie is just awful. All right, yeah, so... Uh, uh, <laughs> a layer of... Beneath a layer of hydrogen sulfide in the Mariana Trench, the, which, um, which you have to break through, and then all of a sudden, like, a jet stream, and then, like, Megs can fly out of it like a transit system. That was a clever way. I will say that. That was a clever way to get them to the surface. Garbage. It was... Cle- I, for a movie, it was like, okay, I could... Sure, I'll buy it. I'll buy it because I don't know anything better. <laughs> yeah, like, no other fish from the, from the bottom of the Mariana's Trench would follow that. Yeah. This superheated fucking plume, plume of whatever the hell it is. Yeah, we're, yeah. Okay. Where's, where's more giant squid? Yeah, right. Um, the uh, I, you know what? The way that he killed the shark at the end was kind of cool. Um, you know, slicing it open so all the other sharks would attack it. But I kind of saw it going that way. Cause well, they, meant, they had already mentioned that they're going to yeah. stab it in the eye. And then, uh, oh, what was it? okay? And then the CG dude. Uh, the sea, you know, like besides the size problem, where the size, you know, the shark is mega huge, and it's not that big, and then it's big again. Besides that, like the scene where the um, where the humpback whales were were trying to, you know, get, you know, they were like trying to indicate that they were being attacked. Right. That was bad CG, and there was a lot. There was a lot of bad CG in yeah. this movie. And this movie has a hundred and seventy-eight million dollar budget. That's insane. Yeah. Like, fuck, dude. Maybe you should have spent one hundred seventy-nine <laughs> because it's just this is bad. It's, so yeah, this movie, when it's all said and done, it's just a big budget sci-fi movie. Um, it's watchable. I mean, I, I, I look. I know you hated this movie. I didn't hate it, but I didn't care for it either. So um, I would probably end up giving the movie. Um, <coughs> I'd probably give it the Meg uh, two and a half to a three because it's watchable. It's it's a better movie than um, than. Um 
goddamn, it's so forgettable that Dolph I, Lundgren is a killing machine. Yeah, it's a much better movie than that. Uh, uh, Independence Day too. Oh yeah, it is better than Independence Day Resurgence. That movie's just an insult. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, can we honestly uh, just say fuck this movie? Yes. All right. Do you want to go into your uh, your uh, classic criteria thing? You know, is it, does it stand the test of time? Yes. Hold on a second. Doing something. If I could ever find it. Here we go. Is it memorable? Okay, so the first movie that you were talking about. Um, Future World. Future World. Future. God. Uh, is that memorable? Does it stand the test of time? No. Is it quotable? No. Pop culture status? Nope. Is it rewatchable? Nope. Blazing Saddles effect. That's what the rewatchable means. Quality? No. It has no quality. No, it looks like, like I said, it looks like a bunch of people got dirty in the desert, grabbed some motorbikes, and tried to make a fucking movie. Dude, even the ki- the female characters. About, is it, is it quality? Yes or no? No. Emotional attachment? Nope. Nostalgia effect? Nope. So this is not a good movie. No. All right. Um, I would give that movie. Would you buy it on DVD? No. Okay. Um, I if I, I would. The Goonies, we don't even need to go through. Yeah. That's that already it's hits a, all yeah, the criteria. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, that's that's across the board. Um, and then yeah, so it's uh, I, I would probably give Future World a, a point five to make a zero to point five. Okay, I give point five. The Meg. Yeah. Is it memorable? No. Yeah, like basically, in six months are we going? In six weeks are we going to care? I'm probably going to forget I saw it. Uh, quotable. There's only one quote. If we short out the 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 firewall, maybe we can reboot the computer. The only thing I can recall uh, is when Jason Statham goes, "It's Megalodon." Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> pop culture status? No. Nope. Rewatchable? No. Uh, no. Unless they come out with some some director's R-rated, unrated director's cut that has like fucking all the gore you could you, that it should have had. It's not theater. rewatchable in any way, shape, yeah. or form. Yeah. So no. So the quality isn't there. There's no emotional attachment. Nope. And the nostalgia effect, of course, is I Jaws. For, I care for the little girl a little bit. I didn't care about any of them. A little bit. A little bit. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. So the, this and is the dog. Not, I didn't want the dog to die. I could, fuck that dog. <laughs> so this is not a good movie. I wanted the dog's owners to die in their <laughs> wedding boat, their <laughs> should, wedding yacht. I did too. Should you see it in the theaters or buy it on DVD or both? No. So neither. 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 Yeah, so don't waste your time. No, nah, yeah. Don't, it, Meg is no. Nah, it's just... Uh, no. Oh, uh, okay, Dad. Yeah. That's that's all there is. Yep, that's it. <laughs> we flew through those quick, didn't we? Yes. All right. Uh, movie news, dude. I, I got, unless you can think of something, all I got is um, uh, Paramount Television uh, announced that they're teaming up with uh, another company, and they're going to make a Sexy Beast prequel series, television a series. A Sexy Beast prequel series. Yeah, so it's going to be set in the 90s with um, Ray Winstone's character and... and uh, and uh, oh my God, Ben Kingsley's character, Don Logan, you know, um, and it's when they're doing pulling heists, you know, for the for the uh, you know the English mob, right? And um, you know for Teddy, <laughs> Teddy Bass, <laughs> um, played by uh, Ian McShane, um, and it's yeah, so it's gonna be set in the '90s because the movie, the original movie, came out in 2000, so it'll be set like 10 years or whatever before. Um, the the guy who uh, wrote Sopran the um, who he was a writer on the Sopranos and Rescue Me. Uh, his name is Michael Calio. He's going to be writing the show. 
Um, there's no announcement what network's going to cover it, or nor when it's going to come out. I would guess Paramount. I'm a little interested because I'm a big fan of that movie. I fucking love that movie. Um, it's one of those cult films that I, I love going back to at least once or two, once every year or so. Um, so I, I'm interested, but I don't have faith in it because I'm like, I, I just have this feeling that, you know, because of course they're going to use actors that weren't in, in the movie anyway, probably. So um, I don't know. I, 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 but I'm, I will check it out just because it's, it's going to be attached to Sexy Beast. So, okay. That, that's all I got, dude. I, that's I it? Dude, I didn't see shit. There, there's nothing. There's tons of news. Nothing I, I I care to talk about. Nothing that's that that stood out to me. Really? So you, so nothing like Brendan Fraser is going to star as Robot Man in DC Universe TV series Doom Patrol? No, you didn't see that. I didn't see it, and I I don't even care because it's just why not? Because DC is always doing another fucking TV show, a superhero TV show. Everyone's got one shit now. Hell, I think PBS probably has a fucking superhero TV show. Doom Patrol is different than the normal superhero. Well, even if they are, they'll fuck it up. You know what I mean? It could be a cool idea, but they'll fuck it up. Okay, Negative Nelly. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I have no faith in DC doing anything right. No. So Brendan Fraser is actually going to voice and appear as the character by the name of Cliff Steele. Cliff Steele was a former race car driver who was in a horrific accident and left his body uninhabitable. Cliff's brain was saved by the mysterious Dr. Niles Calder, and he lives on in a powerful robotic body, and I think he's also a manic depressive who tries to kill himself. Okay. So it's very, very interesting. Um, He will provide the physical performance of the character on stage in full body costume. I'm sorry. Riley Shannon has been cast in the role of uh, the body of of Robot Man. He will provide the physical performance. Frazier will provide the voiceover and will appear in flashback scenes as Cliff. Um, written by Jeremy Carver, Doom Patrol's reimagining of one of DC's strangest groups of outcasts, Robot Man, Negative Man, Elasta Woman, and Crazy Jane, led by the mysterious Calder. They're called into action by the ultimate hero for the digital age, Cyborg. Uh, banding together, these rejects find themselves on a mission that will take them to the weirdest, most unexpected corners of the DC universe. Um, that's going to be on DC's uh, um, pay series or whatever the fuck it is. There was an interesting article here. Um, I don't know who this character is. Craig Zayden. Do you know who he is? No. He's a producer. Um, <laughs> how bizarre is this? Um, Craig Zayden, who is a quote-unquote prolific producer, died Tuesday after complications following shoulder replacement surgery. Do you do a lot of Dutch ruddering? I don't know. Oscar, he produced, uh, uh, yeah, championing musical theater and produced Oscar telecast as well as the Academy Award-winning film adaptation of Chicago. Uh, he's bringing live musical events to NBC, including The Sound of Music, Peter Pan, The Wiz, Hairspray, Jesus Christ Superstar. He was set to produce the forthcoming live TV productions, Bye Bye Birdie, A Few Good Men, and Hair, because those were winners, <laughs> the, the, live, yeah. the live musicals. Um, Zayden produced Footloose. And uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, it's it's. I'm not gonna say it's sad. He died during shoulder replacement surgery. Well, I mean, Kanye West's mom died from you know having a facelift done or some shit like that. I mean, it happens. It's fucking weird, but you know, sometimes people don't respond properly to to you know. Um, not, I almost said euthanasia. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ambrosia. What is the fuck it's called? Nostalgia. What yeah. is it? I don't know. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? What do they knock you out with? Ambrosia. 
Anesthesia. Anesthesia. God damn it. It's a ja. I know it was a ja. I just couldn't think of the right. It was something. It was one of those ja words. It's like ja certain, ja gabor. That's what the French call a certain, uh, I don't know what. Pia ja dora. <laughs> I hope you know what you're doing with that ambrosia. Yeah, ambrosia. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I I just uh, I didn't see anything newsworthy, man. That was worth talking about. Maybe. Nothing newsworthy. Just wouldn't even go. Danny Boyle left James Bond twenty five. Yeah, over creative differences. Oh, uh, one thing about the Meg that's interesting. I forgot about this. Um, Eli Roth was one of the original directors that were on that was on to do the movie, and he had to leave because he wanted it to be hard R rated and extremely gory. And the studio wanted to do the PG-13 thing. Right. And I understand that. But I, look, Eli Roth, he's got his niche, which is the fucking horror porn. Yeah. And it gets to the point where that shit gets old. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, we, You don't remember nothing about Aretha Franklin? You don't want to talk about her? I figured. She did, but you want to talk about her? I mean, we can. I, that's I, what I asked. Well, because every time I bring up a dead celebrity, you're just like, "Who?" Well, I didn't fucking know her. <laughs> that's usually, I still don't know her. <laughs> I never met the bitch. I, so I don't fucking. You know what I mean? That's the response I think I'm gonna get. Um, I look. I I wasn't a huge fan of Aretha Franklin. I respected uh, what she you know she brought to the game, um, and uh, I loved her in, in Blues Brothers. You know, she was a really good character in that movie. Uh, you know, uh, there was Did a you few. Like your music. Um, you know, we riding on the freeway of love in a pink Cadillac. Um, I liked a couple of her songs. Uh, I liked that song she did with George Michael. You know, knew you were waiting for me. Uh, but she wasn't. I didn't grow up with her. You know, what I mean, I didn't grow up listening to her from what was it like the, from the sixties, um, maybe in the late fifties. I don't remember how long she's been singing for. But um, I understand her impact on the on on music uh, culture and especially on black culture. But I, I just I never was a huge fan. I never like R E S P C E C T fucking always R E S P I C T. Yeah. <laughs> Respect. Um I just that song fucking always irritated the shit out of me and I always had to change the station. Okay. It's just I, I it, nothing against the song itself. I just wasn't my thing. What? Are you doing a thesis? Well dude, you want to talk I about asked you, I, Frank, I, Yeah, I, I I just asked you what you think about fucking Aretha Franklin. I'm, I, I wish. I don't you mean. To, I, I know I sound like a complete dick. So, <laughs> you know, and that's just the fucking. That's just the fucking way it's going to be with these podcasts. But the truth of the matter is, is Jesus Christ. Uh, I like that. Do Snickers you like commercial. her or not? What, who cares about all the other bullshit? <laughs> okay, we get the. It would have been better if he's like, I don't like respect, but I liked her in Blues Brothers. Not but. to sound cold, but I don't care either way. Okay, why? Because she just wasn't. I I didn't follow her. I I wasn't a wasn't a fan of her music. I understand her her cultural impact, but other than that, I don't. I just don't care. I okay. just don't. Fair enough. Um, I I enjoyed her music, but again, same same thing. Um, her impact to her her impact on music. I mean, she is truly legendary. Yeah, doesn't matter what anybody says. When when people. When people talk about Aretha Franklin, all it is is with oohs and ahs, and that's that's amazing in and of itself. Um, I just wish people gave more of a fuck about her in her last ten years than they than they, they did. did. They absolutely did. She's a fucking legend. Just the problem is, is that when you start to decline and stuff like that, people don't talk about you as much. Who gives a shit? She's pro- she's probably happy that people didn't talk about her as much because <laughs> she got to be herself. Yeah. 
and mm. and that's really what it comes down to is, you know, all the accomplishments in the world don't mean shit as long as your family's there, you know, and and their and her family was around her, and her family was there for her, and she was completely no pun intended respected mm. by all people, yeah, uh, all races, cultures, creeds, and stuff like that. That's how big of an impact she had on this world, yeah, and that's a big bucket of win. So. Anyways, right. uh, we could talk about Kelly Marie Tran, but I don't know if I give a shit. Look, we already talked about you know her being mistreated, and you know finally she's speaking out about it, and you know she she started to believe all the comments because you you know you keep listening to a bunch of fucking assholes. If enough people tell you you're a worthless piece of shit, and you keep letting them say Dude, it, to she you. deleted all of her shit. Yes, read the article. She says that she had to delete it because she started to believe the shit they were telling her. All the negative shit, okay? So I, I get why she did it. It makes perfect sense because she, she was reading too much of it. That, that's why when you're a celebrity, you shouldn't even fucking read your fan mail because especially when it's negative fan mail, look what happens, you know? It, it fucks with your head. Yeah, if you want to... If, if Most people... Most... Most... Most people will tell you who gives a shit what other people say. Well, she did, though. That's, the, that's, that's, why, she, <laughs> that's why she got rid of her shit. And... And then and the same with, um, what's her nuts? The new Catwoman. Rose. Oh, yeah, Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. Which, again, I, I am not a, a fan of. I'm not a fan of them going in that direction. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you why. They've already established Catwoman as being blonde. Selena Kyle is a blonde girl, woman. Okay? At this point, she's a girl going, heading into womanhood. Yeah. And they're... You know, kind of like the Michelle, they're going after the Michelle Pfeiffer look. And that's the way she is in the books. That's the way she was in the cartoon series. And now they are, in, regardless of, I don't care about her sexuality. Mm. That has nothing, that's not important. However, it is kind of important. We'll get that, to that in a second. When you want to introduce a character like Catwoman, and the last thing that you do is what? She's playing Batwoman. Is she playing Batwoman? I thought yeah. she was playing Catwoman. They're not calling her Batgirl either. They're calling her Batwoman. Oh. Yeah. I read it. So uh, then I... I remember when we were walking out of the Meg and you mentioned that too. And I was like, wait a minute. Why did you say Bat or Catwoman? Right here. Ruby Rose's Cause Catwoman. Because you were talking about um, Selena Kyle. And I was like, wait. Is that that? Because the initial, the initial information right here, August 7th. We'll go with this one yeah. right here. And then we'll actually we'll go into... Um, We'll go, we can actually leave that here. Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know. Um, I hear CW is not planning to use the crossover as a backdoor for pilot for Batwoman, but instead the film. Um, I I initially thought it was for Catwoman because I saw a whole bunch of stuff that she was supposed to be Catwoman, Mm -hmm. right? But, okay, so I'll get over that. Yeah, use someone's misprint. My fault. I had a good I had a good rant about it too. <laughs> See, but it says Ruby Rose is Catwoman. Yeah, someone fucked up. So that's where I got it from. Sorry. So it was from Entertainment News. Uh, is going to play a lesbian Batwoman in a show for CW next year. I'm conflicted about this because while a lesbian Catwoman makes perfect sense, Ruby Rose has always seemed more like a personality. And the problem with that is, is that she doesn't fit the mold of being Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle is blonde. Yeah. And and you know, regardless of the Halle Berry bullshit, just I've, I've had enough. All right. <laughs> regardless of of the uh, Halle Berry nonsense and and whatever else, the uh, 
the the whole thing comes down to okay, whatever. The whole thing comes down to um, who cares if she's fucking gay? Who cares if as as long as she does a good job? If she's doing a good job, fine. As long as she just isn't being used as the trendy gay she go-to. is. And that's she absolutely the, and is. that's the problem is that she's being used as that. You know, I I guess it's better she's being used for that than you know being completely ignored though, right? I mean, it, it's good for the movement. I guess it's better than the opposite. But sounds like a lot of hoopla. <laughs> Fucking you and that goddamn hoopla. That's exactly what it is. All right. So, so anyways, and it's just another fucking show that they're gonna, you know, they're gonna milk the fuck out of, and they're gonna try to just do. They say it's not gonna be connected to Batman, but you know they are because they're always gonna fucking connect it to Batman. It has to be connected to Batman. It's connected to the DC universe, therefore it's connected to Batman. Yeah. So <laughs> suck it. Yeah. So that's all I got. Don't you mean lick it? No, I mean <laughs> suck it. <laughs> all right. So yeah. Um. So the next movie that we are going to see is going to be The Happy Time Murders, which I think is going to be uh, the last uh, movie of the summer that we're going to, uh, that we're actually looking forward to seeing. Well, actually, the summer ends in 30 days. The summer movie season. Summer mo- the summer movie season ends in August. So you say. That's, I mean, it, it, it used to be the beginning of June started it, but now May starts it now. Um, but yeah, uh, it's August is usually when it's, the, it's the you know running down kind of thing, right? That's when you had like the the, the hitman's bodyguard and shit like that, you know. So, I think we're both in agreement that uh, the Happy Time Murders is not going to be a piece of shit. I hope not. I hope it is goddamn hilarious. I hope that this movie takes takes risks. Tastes risks. Tastes risks. Yes. <coughs> I keep seeing the. <coughs> I hope there's silly string all over the place. I keep seeing the fucking. The ads for, for um, since this is going to run. I keep seeing ads for the Happy Time Murders, and one of them is, uh, is it a, it's not a, it's um the fuck is her name? Melissa McCarthy. No. <laughs> oh, um, I know you're talking about the, the, the secretary? No. Oh. Um, she was in uh, Zach and Mary. She played Mary. Oh, Elizabeth Banks? Yes. Okay. And she plays a stripper. Okay. And yeah. as she's stripping, they're like, bite the tip, bite it. She's got carrots in her hand. <laughs> I love singing and dancing. Hi, you folks. That's wild. Is that doing anything? <laughs> 50 cents, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> well, it's a great price. It almost makes me wish I had a dick for you to suck. Oh, dick, that is a yes. Almost like it's a Two of the most decorated offices in this department. What do you say? Looks like a robbery gone wrong to me. This wasn't a robbery. This was a hit. Welcome. Someone out there <gasps> is killing puppets. Hey, handsome. You looking for some rotten cotton? I'm a woman. That's okay. Yeah, that's even we better. Got a good time for you. <laughs> We're gonna catch the bastards who did these murders. Because bodies are gonna start piling up. You're one of the best damn cops I've ever seen. I'll have your badge for this. I'm in the fucking FBI. Oh yeah, what's that stand for? Fucking big idiot? <laughs> <laughs> It gets crazy. I'm gonna go crazy as shit. Yeah. You 
God, are you all right? I ruptured my hymen. This pure ecstasy. I'm not doing this. Do it. Oh, sorry about your dead human friend, Phillips. That is good shit. Well, fuck me. Maybe. You will be great. Is Phil in? He's servicing a client. Is that what I think it is? Here I go. Here I go. Here I go. Here I go. I love how she just like pulls out the cleaner, just like, yep, here we fucking go again. You know, uh, that movie, you know what would be a a hilarious payoff in that movie is if uh, Statler and Waldorf show up. They won't. I know they they can't use them. (laughs) I think this is, let's watch the one more. No. God damn it. Sons of bitches. Audiences have seen the first footage of the Happy Time murders, and the response was explosive. Wet myself in anticipation. That's okay. It's even got a good time for you. It can't be unseen. Now we know the purple carpet doesn't match the drapes. WTF? No, seriously. What the actual? F- you want me to pull my gun? No, unless you're talking about your wiener. So gloriously inappropriate. This shit wild. What the? Someone out there <gasps> is killing puppets. Wait, wait, what? This movie seems stupidly good. Ah! Is that what I think it is? Wait. That is good shit. Well, fuck me. Maybe. <laughs> the Happy Time Murders. There's the scene I'm looking for is uh, bite the tip. There it is. Ah no, go away. I can't find. Anyways, as it is, the whole movie looks fucking hilarious. And it better be, goddamn better be. <clears throat> I'm surprised that it even did the the silly string. Sounds like a lot of hoopla. And the reason why is because how like studios were afraid uh, with. Um, Team America to have the the Shiza scene and the, the the golden shower scene, sex scenes. They cut those out, and usually you can only watch them on the unrated version. Um, so I'm surprised because because it's so suggestive. Yeah. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I, I'm 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 all for them doing this shit. It's just that's why they put it in the trailers. Yeah, but that would I'm, be my guess. Yeah. All right. This dude. This is like this year's sausage party, but I hope it's way way better. That's what I hope too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all we got, man. All right, we'll let you know how uh, how good or uh, shitty. Uh, have yeah, that's what the whole movie review is about. We'll let you know how good it is. Yeah, we'll let you know if you should see it or not. So go fuck yourselves. Yep. All right.